0: Welcome to the Daily Pursuit Podcast. My name is Morgan Hodge. I'm a performance coach and neurobiomechanical specialist. And each week we are looking to bring you an inspiring person or message to help you level up your life. Truly appreciate you taking the time and spending it with me today. Let's level up. Happy Wednesday. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week so far. Today is all about building capacity in your training. More of a technical episode discussing this concept, but it's something that I have continually been asked about over the years and recently uh, by a client of mine about how to effectively build capacity. And I think that in general, this is when you hear me talk about it, it's going to come across as quite a simple topic, a simple thing to do, quote unquote. But It is something that gets a little muddied in the industry due to personal beliefs, whatnot. So today I wanted to focus on just the raw aspects of building capacity and how to go about that in a very baseline foundational way. So as always, let me know what you think. Let me know if this helps you in your training or if you have any questions about training, life, mindset, whatever it is. Let me know. Uh, I want to help you guys continue to level up in your life. So with that, tag me in your, in your posts. If you share this out on your social media, truly appreciate that. Send this to your friends, anyone that you think would benefit from it. Let's dig in. It's time to level up your life. Strength does not come from winning. Your struggles develop your strengths. Arnold Schwarzenegger. What's going on, you guys? Today, I want to dig in and discuss the notion and topic of building capacity in your training. This is something that I constantly get asked about. I have clients, people, random people talking to me about fitness and health that ask about how do I build capacity, build my ability to do more work. And it seems like a sort of simple topic in itself. And there are some basic principles that I want to cover today about it. But interestingly enough, work capacity is probably one of the most important factors in training that really people know nothing about. And that's why I think I get asked about it all the time, as far as how do I actually go about building capacity and my ability to do more work? And there is some subtle nuances to this. It's not just bash your head against the wall and just do more work all the time because at some point that's just not going to work and it's not the other way where you're just dropping off and you're lowering the amount of work you're doing and then that's just going to magically allow you to build more capacity. So let's start off with just what is the actual working definition of work capacity and why is it so important? So work capacity is the total amount of work you can perform, recover from, and adapt positively to. So this is a really important note here, because it's not just about the amount of work you can do, which most people think that that's what it is. Oh, my work capacity is just all the amount of work that I can do and get done. Well, no, that's only part of it. Work capacity is our ability to do that work, but then also recover from it and adapt positively to it. So that we can continue to do that amount of work, let alone more work. And that's the goal is for us to continually increase our capacity. And so if we're not able to recover from the work that we're doing, then really we're not building work capacity. At some point we're going to hit that wall and we're going to crash and we're going to get frustrated because we're not growing and not building our capacity that way. So... The total like, amount or volume of work that we expose our body to really sort of essentially determines the magnitude of the training effect you're going to receive from that work. So if you think about it, if you do one set of five bicep curls, what's the stimulus that you're going to get from that versus five sets of five bicep curls? The more volume that you're done that you've done with a five by five, you're gonna get a greater positive change with that. Now, that's like, yeah, Morgan, this is freaking obvious, of course. Right? You don't just walk into a gym, do one easy set, and then cool, you got massive guns, right? You do one set of squats, cool. My legs are massive tree trunks now. That's not how it works. We have to expose our muscles to more of a training stimulus to get the change that we want. We know that it's not rocket science. We all recognize this. But at the same time, unfortunately, the world of fitness has kind of not really clearly outlined this or made it as readily available for people to understand how to effectively go about this, so I'll let you know what I mean by that. Because, especially when we see it in the cross-world, in the cross-world, there is a push and drive for intensity and for doing more work, and there's a place for that. Right? It does help to build our capacity, but again, remember the notion and the uh, part of this—the important part of being able to recover and positively adapt to that training stimulus. So what has often happened, and I've seen this in the fitness realm, is that someone does a whole bunch of work, they increase their volume, and at some point they plateau because they're not recovering positively from it and they're not adapting positively to that training stimulus. So eventually, they are going to plateau. So then they go, whoa, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to change? And so then they're told, well, you're doing too much work. You got to just not do as much. The minimalist mentality. Do less work. So what happens then? Well, they back off the volume. All of a sudden, they start making gains again. So they get confused because they're like, well, I'm doing less volume, but I'm making more gains. Well, yeah, because essentially you're peaking. When you train for a competition, you have increase of volume, increase of work output, and then you reach a certain phase where you're going to back off and deload so that you can peak for your competition day. That's essentially what happens when someone has done a whole bunch of volume, they plateau, then they're told, oh, minimize this situation, go back down to a low amount of work, and they start seeing gains happen again. And so now they're like, oh, sweet, I'm making gains, doing less work. Well, essentially, you're just peaking because your body's actually able to recover from the work that you're doing and recover to a greater extent than before. And so then you see those gains occur. However, just like when you're doing too much volume, at some point, you're going to plateau again. And usually this is in a shorter period of time when you go back to the minimal side of it. Because at some point, the stimulus just isn't great enough that your body doesn't care anymore. It's not going to make the change. It's like, this is sweet. This is cool. I don't need to adapt in any way to continue the same output. The same thing happens. I get this, I hear these statements all the time from uh, individuals that I know that run. And they say, oh, I've been running for, you know, again and again, all this distance, but yet I'm not seeing any physical changes. Like, Well, it's because your body doesn't need to change to accomplish the task that you're doing. You're not challenging it anyway. You're not creating a greater stimulus. You're doing the same distance, the same tempo, the same amount of times. So your body has adapted to that. Our brain is a prediction machine. So if you're feeding it inputs that are the same as they have been, guess what? it goes, sweet, I can go on autopilot. I don't need to pay attention anymore. I don't need to make any changes. So we have to continually adapt and increase the amount of work that we're doing if we want to change. But again, this isn't just blindly increasing work. We need to go about it in an effective way. So for today's purposes and this episode's purposes, I'm just simply going to talk about this in a sets and reps format, just to keep it quite simple. But again, the main part of this is just understanding that we want to increase the amount of total work, total sort of peak volume that we are doing, as well as increase the amount of back off work that we are doing. Or a reduced volume work that we're doing. Because then over time, we are continually increasing our load. So if we started off doing three sets of five for an exercise, okay, and we hit three sets of five, let's say for a couple of weeks, and then we add a set, we do that for a few more weeks, and then we add a set few more weeks, add a set, a few more weeks. So now it's been about eight weeks. Now we are at six sets of five instead of our three sets of five. So we have an increase in total peak volume that we did. And it was gradual and progressive as we went along. Then we also have our back off on our lower volume, reduced volume periods of time. Because as we know, we usually have some deload times where we back off the volume. Maybe it's four weeks up, one week down, three weeks up, one week down, whatever it is, whatever program that you're following. But in those back off times, maybe you're starting off and it's backing off to you know just a three by three or a four by three back off week, four sets of three. But then as you go and as you progress, that reduced volume period of time the sets and the total volume of work also needs to increase so maybe instead of it being four by three you're now doing five by three or six by three and so adding just that extra set or maybe it's reps that you're adding in at a certain load maybe you were doing three reps at a certain load and then The neck after a couple weeks, you're aiming for five reps at that load. That's how we're going to slowly build that capacity. And notice the word I use there slowly. Because this isn't a short sprint type of thing, it takes time to build capacity. I think that we often think of capacity as well in this notion of our engine. And it seems quite obvious in that sense of, oh, it's going to take me some time to build my engine, to build my capacity to, I don't know, run a marathon faster. Or build capacity to do 400 meter repeats quicker. So in that notion, when we're talking about our engine and our energy systems, there's sort of a greater agreement in that it takes time to do that. However, when it comes to our strength, Especially certain movements of strength, there seems to be this disconnect of the time it's going to take to actually build that capacity. Because this is this is deeper than just simply sets and reps. Let's understand that. That this is not just simply three by five, four by five, five by five, right? If we are just doing three by five, four by five, five by five, increasing sets every few weeks, but we are completely checked out as we're doing that, guess what? You're not going to make the same gains. So don't get it confused in that this is just go about it three by five, four by five, five by five, and you will be fine. You'll probably see some changes, but we have to go into this with intention. I think that that is a <clears throat> clear component of this all, that it has to be intentional. We cannot just go about our training without intention and focus. So again, when we look at building capacity, we have to do it over a period of time. And both our peak volume and our reduced volume needs to increase. So I want you to consider the work that you are doing currently in your training and look at the sequence that it's been. Have you been building capacity? Have you been increasing total volume? So the programming that I'm doing at my facility right now, we are focusing on our pulling strength actually from a gymnastic standpoint, as well as, um, off of the ground, uh, through barbell lifts, um, And then we have some foundational strength work that we're doing um, amongst that. But this is a 12-week cycle that I have programmed right now. And it started off with very foundational capacity builders where, from the gymnastics perspective, we were literally hanging from a bar and just doing repeat hang holds. We were doing slow lowers. We were doing uh, one and a quarter style pull-ups. We were doing more capacity pulls of higher volume with a certain progression to build up muscle connection and muscle firing, to build up capacity of the tissues to hang and to hold position. And so that's where we started. And we did that over the first four weeks. Then we started to add in more volume as well. So instead of it being smaller sets, we added in extra sets as well as extra reps on the movement. Now, depending on the person, they might have subtle variances in the reps and the sets depending on where they are at. But we added volume to the total peak that was going on in the in the session as well as the reduced amount that was going on. So that happened again, increase, increase, and now we're in the final four weeks and there's even more volume added in different ways to provide different stimulus, but the total volume of work has continued to increase. And so someone that is following that day by day and intentionally is seeing a change in their output and a change in their ability to pull. But I think that it's important to note, especially when talking about pull ups right now, pull ups arguably are one of the biggest movements that everyone wants to be able to do, and rightfully so. I think it's important for everyone to be able to pull up their body weight. But the lack of realization of how hard it actually is, or how much time and dedication it takes to obtain that pull-up is misunderstood. It's going to take time and effort. It's going to take a change in yourself and your intention, as well as a literal change progressively in what you're doing in order to see the results that you want to see. Now, maybe you don't know where to start with that. Maybe you don't know what to do. And, or maybe you've gotten frustrated because you want to be farther along than you are. I get it. I hear you. Guess what? You're going to have to get over that. You're going to have to recognize that it's going to take time and effort. And for you to become a different person in the sense of that training and your training in order to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. It might mean some adjustments in other aspects of your life. But if you want that thing, if you want to accomplish that goal, you will do that if you truly want to accomplish it. So... Getting back just to our work capacity, this is truly the sort of, quote unquote, secret if there, if there was one, right? Just that continual intentional focus of increased work, not just arbitrarily increasing to a certain number, but just understanding and, and recognizing, am I progressively increasing it? Am I recovering from it? And am I, am I adapting positively to it? If you can check off those three boxes, you will see an increase and be able to build capacity. The best lifters in whatever realm sport that you want to talk about, weightlifting, strongman, you know, Eastern block lifters, like whatever you want to talk about, whoever you want to talk about, they have all developed the ability to do more work than anyone else those top lifters they are able to do more work and but it takes time it takes continual intentional effort to do it so if you want to increase your capacity in your training take a moment consider what is the total volume of work that you're doing right now then ask yourself truly are you recovering from it and adapting positively to it? If you were doing a certain volume of work right now, and you've been doing that volume for, let's say, the last four weeks, you feel recovered, but you're not adapting positively to it, maybe you got to bump that, inc- that volume up because you're recovering from it, you're noting the volume that you're doing, but you're not seeing a positive change. So you gotta change something, change the stimulus. Maybe you gotta bump that volume up. Maybe it's trying more reps at a certain load, maybe it's adding more sets. Just keeping it real simple in that regard. But if you calculate your total volume of work that you're doing for a specific thing right now, and you truly acknowledge that you're not recovering well, and you're not seeing a positive adaptation, well, maybe it's time to change the stimulus, lower the volume, or adjust the movement. Maybe you're plateauing out on your bilateral squatting. So, let's try unilateral squatting. Split squats, Bulgarian split squats. Let's try a cycle that way. Change the stimulus and see if we can get an increase in output. And adapt positively, recover from it, and still have that increased work capacity. Give it a shot, you guys. Be honest with yourself, be real with yourself. Assess your volume, assess your recovery, and assess your positive adaptation. Let me know if you guys have any questions. Hope that this helps you gain a greater insight into how to build capacity in your training. Well, there you have it, you guys. Building capacity in your training. I hope that you got something out of this episode and that it allows you to take a deeper insight and deeper dive into your current training regimen and maybe make some tweaks or some changes to it so that you can get out of that plateau where you can continue your growth and development and improve your fitness and your health. If you have any questions about it, let me know. I'm always here to chat, always here to answer your questions or at least try to if I don't know. You know what, I'll look it up, I'll figure it out. Uh, That's what I'm here for. So as always, tag me in your posts, share this out to your friends, family, colleagues, whoever you know, truly appreciate it you guys. Have an awesome day. Voices Up. Voice rising like a church